can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPolcito, and the Celtics beat the Oklahoma City Thunder 132-123. This is the fourth consecutive road game. This is the second night of a back-to-back, and it doesn't matter. Celtics come out with their fourth straight win in the West Coast. Uh, We just swept that series, and tonight we did it with no Marcus Smart and no Robert Williams. Yes, it is the Oklahoma City Thunder, but the Celtics did it pretty convincingly. The final score is not indicative of how this game went, uh, but there are still some negatives here. Going to do today's podcast a little different. Uh, I'm going to start off with the negative right off the bat, Uh, and... Then I'll follow the podcast the the rest of the way. I'll do player of the game, some of the highlights, and per usual, I will follow up with the standings updates here. Uh, But to dive into the negatives, the Celtics gave up 30 points in the second, 33 points in the third, and 39 points in the fourth quarter. It is one of the worst defensive performances I think that we've seen this season. I think the first quarter we did pretty well, held them to 21. Uh, But after that, the Thunder were just running. They were pushing the pace, and they were hitting big shots. And you got to give a lot of credit to Trey Mann. He set a Oklahoma City Thunder rookie record for most points in a game with 35. And the guy was 7 of 12 from 3. At one point, he was 7 of 7 from the three-point line. Uh, SGA started off pretty quiet, but still ended up with 31. 31 and 9. So really solid performances all around for some of their guys. Uh, They had some some guys step up today. Uh, They pushed the pace. Poku... Shot a million times. Uh, didn't play great, but you know, still put the screws to the Celtics at certain points. You know, this is a this is a team that is does not have the most talent in the NBA. I think that's pretty clear. But they definitely have a lot of heart, and they will continuously run down the court as fast as they possibly can, trying to make plays, uh, and they don't quit. So you got to give them a lot of credit there. Uh, But this is a big win for the Celtics, Uh, and I'll talk about that in the standings because this has major playoff implications as far as standings go. Uh, But want to dive into the podcast the rest of the way, normal here, right? Going to give player of the game to Grant Williams, and this came out after I finished the podcast last time, but Grant Williams was trying to convince Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to call him Batman. Both of them were extremely confused, as I think most people were when they first heard this. Uh, He wanted them to call him Batman because he shut down the Joker in Nikola Jokic. And I thought that was absolutely hysterical. Uh, But Grant Williams came out and followed up that performance masterfully. 20 points, 10 rebounds, 
An assist and a block tonight. 7 of 14 from the field. 5 of 6 from the free throw line. Uh, But it was everything. He was doing everything tonight. And, you know, you got to give him credit, too. At the very end of the game, when the Thunder were making their push, he had a huge, huge offensive rebound uh, where he got fouled and hit those free throws to hit 20, which is a career high, by the way, for him in points. Uh, But that really solidified the game. That pushed the lead back up to 10. Sure, the Oklahoma City Thunder, like, came back a little bit more. Uh, We only won by nine, but Grant Williams had a couple of huge, huge plays uh, throughout the game. He had that buzzer beater fade away to beat beat the clock at halftime, Uh, but just continued to do that over and over and over. Had a nice and one finish from a, a Derek White drive and kick. So just continuously making the right plays. Uh, so a lot of, lot of credit to Grant Williams tonight. He is the Celtics player of the game in my eyes. Uh, but you had a lot of really, really solid performances. And I'm going to stick with you know the bench. Grant obviously got the start tonight with no Robert Williams. But I'm going to go back to you know Peyton Pritchard here. The other bench guy, right? Quote, unquote, bench guy. 18 points for Peyton Pritchard tonight. He's continuing to just be an absolute bucket. 5 of 11 from 3 tonight. 6 of 13 from the field. 3 rebounds, 2 assists, and a steal. Like, this is another really solid game for him. Like, he's going out there. He's continuously spreading the floor. And we talked about him being, you know, 45-plus percent from 3. This is another game where that three-point percentage is very high. So another you know round of applause for Peyton Pritchard. These are two bench guys. Again, Grant wasn't a bench guy today because of you know two starters being out. But Peyton Pritchard stepped up in a major way. 25 minutes, uh, played a, a good chunk of time, and really contributed. No Marcus Smart tonight. All those minutes basically went to Derek White and Peyton Pritchard. Derek White started today. So I'll continue with our our bench guys here. 34 minutes for Derek White. 18 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, and a block. 5 of 10 from the field. He was still 1 of 5 from 3, so still struggling from deep. But Derek White had a couple of plays today. They were just spectacular. And a couple of them very late in the game, too. Like, he had a couple plays late in the stretch that really put this team over the edge. You know, going into the fourth quarter, he only had 10 points. We scored eight in that fourth quarter out of our out of our 24 as a team, right? So you got to give him a lot of credit here because the Celtics kind of struggled making shots in that fourth quarter. Like, if you look at OKC, they did basically the opposite of what we did from a scoring standpoint. We started off super hot, 38 points in the first, 27 in the second, which then skyrocketed to 43 in the third, which is absolutely nuts. But then the fourth quarter dropped all the way down to 24. And some of those came with free throws at the very end. Right? So... This is a this is a performance. This is a fourth quarter 
where you need someone to step up, and Derek White did that. Like he came up huge in that fourth quarter, and I'm not even ta- like I'm not even strictly talking from a, a scoring perspective, right? He is a guy that's continuously driving to the rim and trying to kick out and find guys. I said it earlier. I tweeted it. Uh, but he had two passes, two drives, where he had a beautiful, beautiful pass to Peyton Pritchard. Cross-court pass to Peyton Pritchard, wide open. Peyton missed the shot, right? Still a great pass, still a great look. He also had another great drive that led to Al Horford missing a layup, but he was fouled during that. He hit his free throws, guess what? That doesn't count as an assist either. So there, he's making all these little plays that don't necessarily show up in a stat sheet. But if you're watching the game, you see the impact that he has. And tonight, it was a lot more than what you're seeing from the stat sheet. So again, those three guys, Grant, Derek White, Peyton Pritchard, those are our bench guys, right? That are contributing at such a high level. Right? 20 for Grant, 18 for Derek White, 18 for Peyton Pritchard. Like, this is our core bench guys. Right? Emes pretty consistently run out an eight, nine man lineup. Right? Sam Hauser got a little bit of playing time today. He was basically a non factor, only 12 minutes. Uh, But the other guy that would normally be nine, right, is Daniel Tice. Also played really well. Did foul out, but nine points, eight rebounds, three of which were offensive, a block on four of six from the field. Like, this is another really good game, right? So add those up. So we've got 18 plus 18 plus 20 plus 9. 65 points for what should be our bench. Obviously, those are skewed because those guys would not be getting 38 minutes, 34 minutes, 25 minutes when you have Robert Williams and Marcus Smart there. So obviously those numbers are skewed, but they're giving you exactly what you need from them. And they're coming in and they're not messing anything up on the defensive end. In fact, you could argue that Grant played unbelievably defensively, same with Derek White, You know, Derek White did have five fouls. Daniel Tice did have six. That certainly didn't help the cause. But those are really strong defenders. So really impressed with these bench guys. They've stepped up in a huge way the last couple weeks here. Uh, But the bench obviously deserves a ton of credit here. But you can't argue the fact that a lot of the production tonight came from the Jays once again. Jason Tatum, another world-class performance, 36 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, and a block. In just an unbelievable game. Another game where he scored 30-plus with under 20 field goal attempts. 11 of 19 from the field, 5 of 11 from 3, 9 of 9 from the free throw line. Like These are all-time performances. He's playing at such a high level right now. Uh, and it's it's needed, right? This is a game where you're missing two starters, two high-level starters. You need guys to step up. Obviously, we had 
great bench performances we talked about, but having just a little extra oomph from a Jason Tatum, from a Jalen Brown, goes a long way. Right? Jalen Brown tonight, another solid performance. 25 points, 3 rebounds, an assist, 2 steals. 10 of 19 from the field, super efficient. 2 of 5 from 3, efficient. 3 of 6 from the free throw line, not so efficient. But he's getting to the free throw line. Right? So, like, guys, this is... This is the stuff that you look for. All of these guys are coming in and putting in huge performances. Al Horford was another one. You know, I tweeted this during the game too. Al Horford ended the night with seven assists. He had five assists at like the end of the first quarter. He took over the Marcus Smart playmaking early in this game. Jason Tatum stepped up late. Derek White stepped up later too. Uh, But... Al Horford, for the entire first quarter, led the team as far as playmaking goes. He had a very weird stat line. Three points on 0 for 1 from the field. Only one field goal attempt. Uh, But five rebounds, three assists, three blocks. Like, really, really solid performance for Al overall. Clearly didn't get a ton on the, the stat sheet as far as points goes. But he filled up the rest of that stat sheet. Three steals, three blocks. The issue that I have with tonight is the fact that he had to play 34 minutes. You know, this is the, the back end of a, a two-game back-to-back stretch, right? And you've got Al Horford, 35 years old, playing 34 minutes. That should not be the case, right? Like, that's a lot of minutes for Al to be playing. Jason Tatum shouldn't need 39 minutes. Jalen Brown should not need 39 minutes. Uh, it would have been nice to have seen guys like Cornette, Fitz, Neesmith, Stauskas, Broderick Thomas. Like It would have been nice to see some of those guys get a little bit of time. Uh, but unfortunately, that wasn't the case. And that's because the defense kind of collapsed in the fourth quarter. Third quarter as well. Let the Thunder back in this game. Uh, So it's unfortunate. But at the end of the day, this is a huge win. Like, huge win. You look across the the overall stat sheet. 15 of 40 from three. So 38% from three. Great three-point percentage. Got to the line 34 times. Made 29 of them. 85%. Excellent. 44 of 86. 51% from the field. Excellent, right? Overall, like this is a really, really solid game. Under 10 turnovers, 22 assists, which is a little bit low. Uh, but overall, you look, this is a it's a solid win. Of course, you would have liked to have held the Thunder of all teams to under 123. Uh, but overall, can't complain too much. 56 points in the paint. Pretty low on fouls outside of Tyson Derek White. You know, they combined for let's see, thirteen of our eighteen fouls as a team. So overall the collective was really solid. Uh so that's it. Right? That's a solid win for this Celtics team. And it puts the Celtics at forty five and twenty eight on the season 
which from a standings perspective is huge. And I want to talk about it for a little bit here. Before we dive into some of the standings, though, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can get $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like, who will make it to the next round, and who will hit the most three-pointers, then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, bet $5 on any college hoops team to win, and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, guys, time for a new favorite sponsor alert, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is all Venture Green's Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code CelticsTake15, that's CelticsTake15, for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, Celtics fans, let's dive into some of these standings here. This was a night where Philly played Miami, and they sat Joel Embiid, they sat James Harden uh, because of injuries, quote-unquote. Realistically, most of the NBA universe would have expected them to be trying to avoid the two seed and not having to match up with Brooklyn in the first round. However, that backfired because Philly played really well and beat Miami tonight. With that being said, this Eastern Conference is so congested at the top, it's not even funny. So Miami sits in first place. And right behind them, Philly, two and a half games back. Milwaukee, two and a half games back. Boston, two and a half games back. There are three teams tied for second right now. Virtual tied, right? And that right there is a crazy scenario, right? Because we've got, what is it? So 45 and 28. We've got nine games left. Yeah, nine games left. Uh, And we're essentially tied with Philly and Milwaukee. Two and a half games back is a lot to try and come back in a nine-game span. But it's, it's possible. Like if Miami loses against teams that are, you know, at the same level as what Philly threw out tonight... It's very possible. Miami's 6-4 and four in their last 10. 
Celtics are nine and one. Obviously, they're the hottest team in the NBA. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue much there. So if they continue on that six four stretch in their remaining ten games, you know that leaves the door open for the Celtics to make up two and a half. So I know I've said it that it's unlikely or impossible from a, a numbers perspective, and I would still say it's probably unlikely that the Celtics make up that difference and end the number one seed. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's possible at this point. Uh, but the real the real question is, where are the Celtics going to stand here? Like, are we going to be where are we going to be one through four? I don't think we're going to fall. Like, I don't think that the the Bulls out of all teams are going to catch us with a with us being up two games on them right now, especially the way the Celtics are playing. But with that said, right now you look at that play-in scenario, which is going to be matched up against one and two in the Eastern Conference. You've got Toronto seven games back, Brooklyn nine games back, Charlotte. 10 games back. Atlanta, 11 and a half. They're probably going to stay there. But you look at Brooklyn and Charlotte, it's very possible that those teams may swap. And if that's the case, you know, you've got Miami or the one seed potentially facing, you know, Brooklyn as a nine, right? Assuming they come out of that. Uh, And this is a completely different ballgame. So I'm not going to sit here and say that you want the one seed. I'm not going to sit here and say that you want the two seed. I still think the best case scenario is you end up in third and you have a much easier matchup in the first round. I'm not going to complain about ending in first or second though, right? Like the higher you are, all that means is you just got another opportunity at home court advantage. In the second round, right? Assuming assuming the Celtics can make it out first round, they've got another game, another series, where at least four out of the seven games are going to be in Boston, and that's huge. Uh, but either way, this is a this is a pretty critical stretch for all four of those teams because this truly is anybody's game. Anybody can move up or down in this stretch here. Uh, the Celtics have a tough battle. Like we've got the Jazz on Wednesday, uh, and a little bit of a break after that. But then we've got the the Wolves on Sunday. So it'll be nice to you know get back to Boston. Hopefully, you know Robert Williams, Marcus Smart are back for that Jazz game, and then they've got you know three days off, which is unheard of. At this point, considering it's like we've got another back to back right after that wolves versus wolves and then Raptors Sunday and Monday. Don't know why the NBA can't just, you know, kind of spread that out a little bit. So you kind of, you can avoid that, but that's where we are, right? So this is a a good opportunity for the Celtics to rest up a little bit here because we've got some big games coming up. But that's where we're going to wrap things up today. The Eastern Conference truly is anybody's anybody's for the taking. Uh, if you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow me on Twitter, at NBA Celtics Guy, tweeting about the games, tweeting about the standings updates, all of that. 
Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die. Uh, and make sure to rate and review the podcast. Five-star written review, only if you like it. Hopefully you do. Uh, and other than that, have a great night, Celtics fans. We will talk soon. I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it, nah. I can't help it, nah. I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic.